This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. How many people were blessed last week? How many people are wearing a royal garment this morning? <laughs> I said your garment is your identity. It shows your level. It shows the season of your life. It shows the situation you are in. Hallelujah. I believe nobody is wearing the garment of heaviness this morning. Garment of praise instead of spirit of heaviness. Hallelujah. I want to read just two passages of the Bible from the same chapter or no, two verses of the Bible from the same chapter. Let's read Colossians chapter 3. And I will soon ask you to have your seat. You, you can go sit down. Thank you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Colossians chapter 3. And we are going to read verse 8 and then verse 10. I just want to show us two things. There's supposed to be a very short service this morning. And the second service will be shorter because we are still coming back in the evening. Now look at what the Bible says. But now you also put off all this. Now, if your Bible is yours and it's not a tab and it's a real Bible, <laughs> you can underline the word put off. Put off. Then verse 10. I don't need to read the rest. Just verse 10. And you are put on the new man. You can underline that word also put on. Now, that means it is possible to put off and it is possible to put on. Is that clear? Okay. So that is what I want to talk about this morning. Second service, I will dwell on warnings. I want to give a very serious warning second service as regards garments. And I want to talk about what happened between Saul and Samuel. When Saul, Samuel turned to go and Saul held the skirt of his garment and he tore it. And he said, that is how God has taken away the kingdom from you. And that's where I want to start second service from. And then remember... The woman with the issue of blood also touched the hem of garment of Jesus. So I'll be talking about second service. Are you touching or tearing? The woman touched and healing virtue flowed to her. King Saul tore and judgment came upon him. What can you do to a person, an anointed person or other Christians that can affect the garment that you wear? So what transpired between Noah and his sons when two sons covered him and one son exposed him. How do you expose people's nakedness? And what are the consequences when you do this to other people? You know why I did that? To make you watch second service. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? I know what I've said that you feel like. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Is it thriller? What they call it a movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Hallelujah. But then, <laughs> let's come back to first service. Honestly speaking, true ignorance, people bring a lot of problems into their own life. And they wonder why life is so difficult. In the evening, after singing for about 40 minutes or 30 minutes, I will come up and we are going to make serious pronouncements. What will come with power? And I'm going to get everybody to participate. And then there will be some manifestations. Because some oppressions and some demonic, some things will just go straight away. Hallelujah. Atmospheres can be very powerful. And when you speak the word of God under a very anointed atmosphere, something happens. Declarations. So, 
Just what we are saying this morning, you can put off and you can put on. Then the question is, how do I put on the right garments? And how do I tear off my body the wrong one? So we, you will need to keep referring to last week, which I don't want to do because of time. But just remember that we said a lot about season, about timing and different things. And we look at different examples. We look at Joseph and then we looked at Esau and Jacob. And then we looked at different people, garments of multiple colors and all those things. When I don't like what I'm wearing, what I'm wearing determines what comes to me. And I said, the key word to all these messages is the fact that you will be addressed the way you are dressed. That's why when you see a soldier, you naturally salute and say officer. You don't say officer to a doctor. The way you dress is the way you'll be addressed. Hallelujah. So the way you see, when you see somebody with stethoscope, how you are going to address the person is different from how you address the person that you see with gun in his hand. Sass. <laughs> you can have your seat. God bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, um, you know, I've also discovered that. So when I was in university, I think I said this story last week. So at the time in my life, I did not have driver's license. I started driving very early in life. So when I was in UI, I used to, myself and my brother, we used to use our father's car. One of his cars, one of, one of them was with us. And I'll be, I, I grew up in Abel, so I'll be driving to Ibadan. So I'll put my load, maybe after the holiday and the school was to resume, so I'll put my load in the car and I'll drive myself from Abel to UI. And I started doing that from 100 level. Then I realized that police will stop because I was very young, of course, driving that kind of car as a young guy. They will stop you, say this, that. So I decided, every time I wanted to travel, I would wear suit, shirt, and tie. And that stopped them completely. They stopped stopping me. I realized that on the streets of Lagos, if you don't want harassment, drive a very bogus car. When police, police, I don't know there is oppression so much in this country. It is a man that is struggling to make ends meet, that is putting wood in all those big car, all those cars, that the load will be bigger than the car. Police will surely stop you. But when they see a man, imagine yourself driving 2020 Range Rover Sports. Even if they stop you, it's with respect and they say it politely. Hello, sir. You will, I don't think you have ever heard any time when there was an accidental discharge against Prado Jeep, Land Cruiser, new model. It doesn't happen. It's always against transit drivers. If they tell a man driving 2020 Land Cruiser to stop and he does not stop, they will not fire. Common sense. Because you just don't know who you are dealing with. You can arrest some people and lose your job. Like a man said to a police in Abuja, said, let's go to the station. And the man said, okay, come in, let's go. And they were going. The man just turned the police and said, by the way, you have, not this, you have not asked me what we are going to do at the station. The, man, the police said, I'm arresting you. I take you to the station. He said, no, you are not arresting me. I'm going to your station to sack you. He said, because this general is my friend. And once we get to the station, I'm going to call him. I need your details. And we are going to sack you. So you are not going there to collect money from me. We are going there to know more about you so that I can end your appointment. <laughs> and the officer started begging him. Hey, <laughs> Hallelujah. The way you dress is the way you'll be addressed. So from time to time, we need to be transformed and it should reflect 
in the garment that we wear spiritually. Remember I said the end of this message is to let you know what Christ has done. We will dwell a lot on that, but let's look at this today. Jesus will always be our example. So let's read from Luke chapter 9. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 9. Maybe let's start from verse 27. Luke 9. Let's start from 27. 28. And it came to pass about an eight days after this saying, he took Peter and John and James and went to a mountain to pray. Underline the word pray. Now, 29. This is powerful. As he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment was white and glistering. Something, oh, something made Paul to say, we shall not all sleep, but in a moment we shall be changed. Something can happen within a brief moment. So Jesus took the disciples to the mountain. And the Bible says, as he prayed, his appearance changed. And his garment suddenly became white and was glistering. So much was the glory that Peter and the rest didn't know what to say again. Now that did not happen 30 minutes ago. It just happened. But it also did not happen until Jesus began. Two things made the change to happen. Two things, two things made the clothes to start glistering. It did two things. Number one, he climbed mountain. Number two, he prayed. Mountains in the Bible, they represent journey to the realm of the spirit, which can be equal to revelations, then prayer. Now, I want to show you something. So, this is beginning to come home to show us. So, we are going to say that Garments are changed as you pray. That's why the Bible said they go from strength to strength. Every one of them that appeared in Zion appeared before the Lord. So in the place of fellowshipping with God, something changes about your outlook, about your appearance. And when that occurs in the realm of the spirit, the way people will relate to you physically will change. They will not know why. The man who had no favor. So the prodigal son left the father's house. In the father's house, he made one request with a sentence. Give me half of your inheritance and the father gave him. In the father's house. When he left the father's house, even ordinary food, nobody would give him. So many times, what comes to you depends on your location in the realm of the spirit. If you are with the father in the place of prayer, you will be wearing a glistering clothes. And when you are wearing that, you will be addressed as a man of favor. Did somebody hear that? You know, I said to somebody, King Saul was a king in the same country where Solomon became king. When King Saul was king, there was no weapon to even fight, no cutlass, no arrow, no spear in the same country. Solomon became king. Silver became as nothing. Somebody can be MD. See, it is not in a, it's not about physical position. When a president of a nation, a president of a nation has the spirit of poverty, a wretched or naked garment at work in his life, the nation will go into depression under him. The same nation, another man will come in and everything will boom. We have seen it in some nations, which name I don't want to mention. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, I, I, that's not... A, a, a message for the body. Sincere truth is that a lot depends on who is leading you in life, who you attach yourself to. Just like in the physical, 
Maybe the daughter of Bill Gates already a billionaire, richer than me. She, she, she has already a head start ahead of many Nigerians by being a daughter of somebody. Spiritually, also, your knowledge matters and where you join yourself, it is very true. You know, I told people something. If the pastor of a church begins to commit adultery, without being able to explain, members of the church will just start. They might not even know what the man is doing secretly. Fornication will just become rampant in the church. Because as it is with the leader, so it will be with the people. Do you get what I've just said now? Praise the Lord. Yeah. One pastor divorced in America and the level of divorce that entered the church in one year was, I mean, all the things people could tolerate before, they couldn't tolerate anymore. Madam, your days are numbered in this house. <laughs> Wearing out. So, <laughs> hallelujah. Jesus prayed, but then he prayed on the mountain. Now, there were several accounts of Jesus praying in the valley, but there was none of them that resulted in this experience. Am I right? Jesus prayed several times. Mark chapter 1, a great while before the day, he went away to pray, but there was no record of glistening clothes. John chapter 17, Jesus prayed all through. The only chapter that the entire world is in red. John 17. Oh, he said, and Bible said that Jesus lifted up and he said, Father, he prayed. John chapter 9, he prayed for the man that was born blind. John 5, he prayed for the man at the pool of Bethsaida. Jesus prayed several in the Bible. But there was none that led to this experience because all other prayers were offered at the valley. But when Jesus climbed the mountain, and that is what we are going to do in the evening, there is a difference between praying and praying the word. There is a difference between praying and praying when you are illuminated by the Holy Spirit. I remember, I got to this point on Wednesday. There is a way that seemed to write unto a man. But the Bible said the end. So, I am being moved to say this before I conclude. I'm just about to read Ephesians, but before then. So, Saul woke up one morning and the asses were missing. If you are not tuned to the Spirit, you will mistake God for Satan. Are you with me? I told them on Wednesday. Who stood on Balaam's way? It was God. He was going to kill his ass for it. Because when something stands on our way, the natural thing to think is to start binding. The same thing, who caused, who caused the asses to go missing? It was God. If Saul were to pray like many people, he would start saying in the name of Jesus Christ, all the asses of my life missing, I command them to come back. But if the asses were not missing, he wasn't going to meet Samuel and he was not going to become king. God made the asses to go away because as soon as he met Samuel, the first Samuel told him that the asses are on their way back home. So it was, a, it was a plan to make him meet Samuel. Sometimes, and I like asking Christians, and probably those who are watching me and those who are listening to me, what are you looking for? At times, what you are looking for, you think it is the enemy that is taking them away from you. It is a divine arrangement to get you into God's program. Can I hear loud amen? amen? Hallelujah. So, <laughs> let's do the Ephesians 6 and let's end. 
Is somebody with me? Let's start from verse 10. Hallelujah. Remember, he climbed the mountain and he started saying something. And they looked at him. He just became so white, so shining in a moment. Can this happen to an average person? And a Christian, emphatically, yes. Now look at it. Finally, my brother, be strong in the law and the power of his might. Put on the old armor of God. See that word put on there also. Now, this one reveals more of how to put them on. So put on again. The first point I established some things can be put on and some things can be put off. So if you don't like what is on you, it can be put off. That's what that's the first point we should get today. That Bible says, put on the old armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, you know that. Verse 13. Wherefore, take unto the old armor of God that you may be able to stand. We stand the evil day. I haven't done long to stand, stand. Let's say something quickly there. There will always be a day in your life that is called the evil day. You will be marked for attack, not because you have done something wrong. Satan goes about like a roaring lion. It might not be your turn in 2020. It might be your turn in 2021. His coming is not the problem. Are you prepared? Are you ready? Are your armor center? That's the most important thing. You see, I said to somebody, blessed are those who are going through now. For others who go through their own later. Did you get that? It's one of the beatitudes, but you won't see it in the Bible. <laughs> Hallelujah. Blessed are those who are going. Some people went to school. They never failed once. But the problem begins after school to get a job problem. Some people, they failed you see, to pass from 100 level to 200. Now what fear? But as soon as they get that, they, as soon as they step out of school like this, it's as if God will just say that, say unto Zion, your welfare has ended. Because everything, life will just open up. That is why the richest people in the society were never the best students in school. I don't know. Now, as I some 10 years ago, they said no private university owned by a professor. I don't know, but I just read this. I have not found out myself. I read it somewhere. No private university. We expect professors to be the one that we have the highest number of universities. Universities are owned by people who are businessmen, some pastors, different people, not a professor. Because the race is not to the swift. I get what I'm saying. Some people will have a beautiful courtship, but then to have a child. Why some people let them just roll on the bed and touch the wife like this? She gets pregnant. Some people will never pray about children. Some will never pray about job. Some people will never pray about health. There are some people watching me now. They've never had past malaria. And that malaria is after one of the ghosts. But some people, it is one thing or the other. If it's not intestine today, so they will need to use their faith for health. Some people, it doesn't mean those who don't get sick are. It does not mean uh, that they have more faith than others. By the arrangement of the life of some people, they just don't fall sick. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some will never have to pray about money once. When we were in school, there was a lady that got a job as we were still in school. But then I remember a matter years after, she was having a serious problem with her husband. Some other people are broke, but there's no problem between husband and wife. They are fine. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are called inequalities of life. It is true. Hallelujah. But the old lama prepares you. Whatever the devil tries to show up in your life, you can have authority and put it where it belongs. Because greater is it that is in you 
more than the one that is in the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We are born overcomers. So at times there will be fights. Some will get married 23, 24 as a lady. Some other ladies, when they get to 30, some day we have to pray. I mean, Lord, what is why am I not married? But therefore, and when you look at it, the one that is uh, old, that's not yet married, is farther than the one that, oh, that one, that's the one that bothers me most. When we're in school, you say two guys are fighting over one girl. You look at the girl, you feel like giving the two guys knock on their head. You know, I don't get eyes. But you see, <laughs> time and chance. And then you see this beautiful, pretty lady. And she's bothered that nobody's coming to her. And you are like, you, you want to stand before the other and say, all of you brothers, are you black? <laughs> but you see, you can't force life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some people will say that uh, we, uh, uh, my children has been busy because uh, the parents are not around for them. It's very common in America. They give excuses for everything. Said the father was never there. That's why the boy is on draw. The mother was never there. Come to Africa and see people that the parents were never there. If I, in my growing up days, I was praying that my father should not be there. He should be posted abroad. Because any small day, he will flog you like. That was my prayer. There was that my father was posted out of the state we're living. I was the happiest man. When I say guys saying that my father is never there, I say, are you sick? <laughs> My own prayer is to have that liberty. Where my father will be posted. If I was told that she posted to London. So, come on once in a year. So, we have the liberty to play ball. Father will come in and he will call you from the field. He will flog you, tell you, you know, going out in the morning, he will give you instruction. You must not go out. Later, all of us children will recite his stuff. This house is, we're five. This house is big enough for you to play inside. You are five. Your brothers and your sister, they are enough for you to play with. He will read all those things, like Sam, before going out. Every day, so you trespass, he comes back, he whips you. I mean, so so we were praying that I should not be around, that I should go to America or somewhere. <laughs> and then I saw somebody weeping. You know, uh, the, the father was traveling, and was said, Daddy, you are going again. I said, In my heart, Daddy, go, 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 go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? Mm. <laughs> Now, when my children tell me that they want to around you, I say, oh, your generation is different. <laughs> teacher will be calling, you are banging, you are talking to your teacher like a friend. In my school, you meet the teacher on the corridor, you are in trouble for meeting the teacher on the corridor. <laughs> you have not. <laughs> Student reporting teachers at home. In our days, you go and report. Then you chop part two at home. So when they beat you, you do big boy. You come home and smile. You dare not tell them. My father was so, so what did you do? You have embarrassed our family. So they came to school today. Come and take second round. <laughs> the world is changing very fast. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? Okay, let's complete Ephesians and then I'll end here. We are ready for evening. Now look at it. Take unto the old Lamb of God that you may be able to withstand the evil. They haven't done all to start stand. Then it begins to stand there for having your lungs guard with truth, having the breastplate of righteousness. Now it's listing the clothes to put on. And your feet with preparation of the gospel of, of peace. Verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherein you may be able to quench all the fiery darts. We'll talk about that another day. It is faith that deals with that. You must use the right weapon for the right attack. Now, Shield of faith to, to quench all the fiery darts. The next verse. 
Okay, you are off here. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. What is the next thing there? Can you see that column there? That's stuff. The word of God, which is the sword of which is the word of God. Next verse is where I'm going. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, with all perseverance. Now, he's saying that put on the old armor of God, breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth, shoot of the gospel. He said, take unto yourself the shield of faith above all. He put above all on that one. We explain that another day. Then he said that the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Remember, the Bible was not originally written in chapters and verses. So, take unto you the word of God. Praying with all types of prayer and supplication in the spirit. Take unto you the word of God. Praying with all types of prayer. Oh, Psalm 149, the last place. Psalm 149. Praise on Lord, sing unto the Lord, verse 3. Let, the pray, let them praise him with that. Let them sing praise unto him, verse 4. For the Lord take care pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek. That talks about God dressing you up with salvation. Next verse. Let the same be joyful glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Verse 6. Let the high praise of God be in their mouth. And two-edged sword in their hands. Terrible combination. Now, I use efficiencies to explain to you what made Jesus to experience what he experienced. From the Bible, you can get here and there and understand the whole picture. Jesus wasn't just praying and saying, Father, do this to me or that. Jesus was making some esoteric statements. Jesus was saying some things on the mountain. As he was saying those things, his garment changed. I will lead us in a practical way in the evening. Now, the most powerful form of prayer that alters the face of your countenance in no time is to say three things. Number one, what God has done in Christ. What God has done in you. Who God has made you in Christ. And at the fourth one, giving praise to God. Those four things will tear off any wrong garment and put beauty and something else on you. I can say it that Jesus on the mountain probably began to talk about in the beginning was the word. Because we saw other prayers that he prayed, they never led to him glistering. But they did not record what he said here. Verse 29 of Luke 9, just as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance. What kind of prayer? I believe as he began to speak of his identity. Hi. Listen, <laughs> this is where we get to. I want to stop here in the evening. As he began to speak of his identity, listen to me. Everyone has a voice in the spirit. Now the Bible says, Hear him, praise him, his angels, you his angels, who excel in strength, hearkening to the voice of his word. Anyone who puts the voice of his word in his mouth, in the realm of the spirit, you are seen, covered by that scripture. Whatever you are saying, Whatever declaration you are making, you appear as one who has obtained such in the spirit. As he came out of hell, Psalm 24, he said, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted everlasting door, that the king of glory might come in. 
A voice came from within. Who is the king of glory? It is not difficult for any gate to open. But the gate will ask you, who are you to demand that I open? This is where, hey, are you, are you hearing me? When you begin to speak of what Christ has done in you, you appear as Christ in the realm of the spirits. That was what the sons of Scepha, the demon they were trying to cast out said, Paul, I know. In the spirit, we have heard the voice of Paul. Say, Jesus, I know. They put Paul on the same pedestal with Jesus Christ. Because Jesus already said, This sign shall follow them that believe in my name. When they mention my name, they appear like me in the realm of the spirit. That is why I live in them, that I might appear as them. Is somebody getting me? Are you with me? See, in the evening, I trust God. It's very easy to cast out demons and demons. That's what we happen in the evening. When it doesn't take and say, deliverance, come out, come out. As you open your mouth to begin to speak, there are statements that no demon can stand to listen to. Jesus responded. Who is the king of Lord? He said, the Lord strong and mighty in battle. Even the gate asked Jesus, before we open, who is the king of glory? Thank God he understood his identity. He said the Lord. A lot of people have made the day, you see, and I've said it here, that was not the gate of hell, that was the gate of heaven. By the spirit, David was talking about what happened after resurrection. Jesus was the first point to be born again. The first begotten of the dead. Not the first one to come back from death. He raised from death when he was alive. The first begotten of spiritual death. And if any man be in Christ a new creation, it was the first new creation. So when he appeared at the gate of eternal life, even himself had become a new person. They didn't know he was again. He had to tell them his identity. That means if eternal gate opened by the utterance he made, any gate around anybody will always open when you say the right word. There is a code. And the code is a you saying what Christ has done. Who Christ is a you and who Christ has made you. So, I can be one minute a Shola. I can be the next minute a victorious man in Christ. There are two different things. I have the ability to live in the two realms. Oh, is somebody hearing me? You can be essay one moment and the next minute you can be the one born of God. So, when you say I am born of God and have overcome the wicked one. Now, I will lead us into some things this evening. We are going to shout, in his blood, I have redemption and I have the forgiveness of sin. That means I have passed from death to life. When you say that the world spiritual recognize, they see, they don't see a man in Jesus and trouser again. They see a man who has crossed from death to life. Is somebody with me? This is why this message will lead us to one thing. Study the New Testament very well. And as you study, begin to check out for what... That is why when some of us got born again, I was in a place where I used to drink water with bath we can't do. That was the church I grew up in. I was, thank God. Nobody told us we needed deliverance. I got born again. I drank raw egg. I did all sorts. I got born again. I didn't need any deliverance. I've never needed deliverance once. You become a slave to what you are conscious of. Are you getting what I'm saying? And once you begin the journey of deliverance, it never ends. I've observed those who do that. It never ends. After that, they'll be on that challenge that they will tell you that you need another one. Then 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 you need another one. And then the cycle continues. 
Because you have been delivered once and for all. You just need to be aware and affirm it. We are going to do that this evening. Affirmation. As you begin to say those words, the demon can a Christian be a, a, a oppressed by emphatically yes. But it continues to be so until you declare your identity as a man who has been set free. When that happens, they give up. Have you heard me today? Hallelujah. Have you read Psalm 60? Arise, shine. For your light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. If you shout that and it comes from your spirit early in the morning as you are going out, it is not Dele, it is not Esther, it is not Funke. Oh, result can change in no time. All the while, there's no favor in the office. Why don't you change? Switch. Don't talk about the fact I don't have favor. Go to who you are in the spirit and declare. Effect the change of garment from there. When they see you at work, the relationship will change. There are many people stepping out of this place this week with amazing results all week long. All through this month. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, when I try to market it, it does not work. It's because you are marketing it as Shade who went to Unilag. Why don't you change to whom Christ has made you? The one who has been to the realm of the spirit, who has died and is alive and alive forevermore. You know, the Bible said that when he died, we died in him. Stand as a resurrected man and speak. Reprogram the product and send it out again. It commands a different attention. Because it's not coming from the same person again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. On like three Mondays ago, when I was in Apostle Man's house, he was telling me, I went to his house in Abuja and we were talking, talking, and then he told me of what a soldier told him. Oh, they that know their God. This particular soldier, the boss went because of all this Boko Haram, they were posting the boss to the north. The boss said, he was afraid. He went to Mali to go and do one charm for 10 million. Ah, thank God for redemption in Christ. And they said that bullets will never, that no matter how much you are attacked by Boko Haram, he had this soldier under him who was a Christian. And they went there. And so the marabou came from Mali, and the man said to him, they put the charm on a chicken, and they said, shoot. So the, he called this young soldier, and he said, you shoot. The guy shot, the chicken died straight. They put it on the second chicken, shot the chicken. The marabou just did like this, paused for some minutes. He said, take the gun from me, give it to someone else. They gave it to someone else, and that one shot, and the chicken was just looking. And the guy said, that, where did you get your own from? He said, my own is Jesus Christ. He now said that he noticed that there were times they saw some of these people. He said some of these people, he actually said so yeah, some of these people, people don't understand why it's difficult for soldiers to conquer them. Some of them, when you shoot, it doesn't affect them. He said, but he noticed that his colleague wants to know that everybody is shot and die straight. Superior power. I said the boy said, I forget about it. That the people who got him killed in the village were they not Christian? Said that, sir, I don't know what they believe, but I am telling you, I am a Christian. So when jazz passes through someone like us, they die. So you have to give it to someone else because every jazz is being backed by a demon. And when demons see light, they lose power. This is, <laughs> this is why I'm amazed when a believer is running away from somebody fetish in your house. It should be the other way around. Light 
can never run away from darkness. As you begin to speak, like I'm saying this morning, something begins. You will see people living and living and living and living. They can't handle it. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Let me close with my friend, Pastor Femi. We want to see. We've seen Pastor Femi here before. Want to see where you are. And because of his prophetic gift, as a student, he was in law at the Philippine first class. Then he went to Harvard. But when were you? I, I noticed. One day I went to his room and I saw one of the judges in your State. I saw a police outside, I saw a jeep outside, I saw a magistrate, a PA. When I entered the room, I saw this woman on her knees. Before a man, in tender or UI, before a colleague of mine. So when the woman left, I said, Pastor me, we used to teach him that, you know, you finished the first class not because you were brilliant, but because all your lecturers became your protege. Because he was ministering to all of them. I said, so of course they won't fail you now. Of course, he was a genius. I mean, of course, he's still a genius. So, he said, even Navar also had the best results. And he said, then he would do something. He will, that time when we were in school, he would be going to the airport and he would take all the money. He would give everybody everything. He would say, I don't need money. There's something stronger than money. He would enter a plane. He would get to America. In one day in America, we have double of the money. He showed the white girl in his class in America. The first time he showed the girl cash, $10,000. She had never seen $10,000 even though she was born in America. You know, you can be born in Lagos and never enter Sheraton once. If I had not born in Lagos, you can be living in Nikeja, opposite Sheraton. And somebody who has been living in the village all his life can, it happened between Pastor Michael and his wife. The wife studied abroad. He, as at 18, he had no CPAS. You see, in life, you can catch up with anybody. As at 18 years old, no CPAS. They went to one, fast forward about some years after the government, they went to one hotel in America. That was when the idea of using a card as a key just started. They got to the door. The wife said that they've not given us the key. Pastor Michael said, no, the key is with you. He said, no, the key is with you. That's the key there. That's the card. And she looked. I said, how did you know? He said, because I've stayed in this hotel before, about a year ago. And the wife was like, I schooled here. I could not get to the level of this hotel. I said, but I schooled in Abel Kuta. But you see, speed. When they were dating and he had no money, he told her one day, he said, when you don't have money, have mouth. Hi. The word of God in your mouth. He said to her one day, because there was a guy with bears coming to harass her and she was about to change her mind. I said, he told her, if you stay with me, one day we'll eat dinner in Germany and we'll eat, we'll eat breakfast in Germany, we'll eat dinner in the whole country, we'll eat lunch, three European countries. And he said, one day, out of nothing, he fulfilled that vow. They were in Germany in the morning, they were in another country in the evening, and they heard there and they said, I told you. Women will like that kind of guy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? Oh, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Speed. Have you heard me today? I am looking at. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. A change happening to you. Not a gradual change. Something radical. As we were talking, Pastor, I asked him one day. So we went to his room. Myself and my friend, Olumide Fatoki. Brother, Pastor Olumide Fatoki is in Abuja now. I believe he's been practicing the same thing. Because the last time I saw him, he was addressing National Assembly in Abuja. He's into uh, this kind they put on the roof, like inverter, what they call the one, the solar panel. And one of the best in the country. I've seen his picture with Governor Tambu and all of them. I'm sure he got it that day. See, there are no mysteries about this thing. Went to Pastor Femi's room. Our students, we, myself and Piolu, were broke. So went to his room, we're like, ah, 
What's happening now that we are brave? What says, oh, who are the wheel? Because <laughs> I am not broke, he said so. Then he told us something. He said, all the money given to me in the last one month, only about 30% came in envelopes. Others paid to my account. He said, I've thrown away some envelopes, but I, see, I, I think I still have some. So he pulled down a bag from top of his wardrobe and poured envelopes on the ground. 30% came in envelope, and the envelopes, some have been thrown away. The rest filled the ground in one month. And I was the senior pastor of UI. So I asked my friend, I said, what kind of anointing do we have? Because it doesn't happen to us like this. He waited, he let us allow the truth to soak very well. We're looking at envelopes like this. Me, I could not even remember two envelopes coming my way. And I said that this is just 30%. Then when he saw that we were, we were quiet for a long time, then he said, when I was coming to you, it was almost becoming a threat that my uncle could not pay and I was about to be evicted. He said, one day I was studying the word of God and I saw Isaiah 60. Arise, shine. I decided to memorize the entire scripture. So I wake up in the morning, my light is come. Gentiles will come to kings to the brightness of my rising. The Bible said that thy gate shall be open continually. He said, my account is open continually. They bring the wealth of the nations. And he said, I chanted it. I said it to a point that all of a sudden, I woke up one day and it became a reality. Anywhere I am, anywhere I am, he said, people give. We don't say because some people will shout and say that he took a friend of mine to a shopping mall in America. He showed the guy his balance, about $300 or so in the account. He told the guy that they picked things worth about $6,000. And he gave the guy and they said, please, can you swipe the card? The guy did. He declined. He just paused and waited for like 10 minutes. He said, do it again. The guy did and he went through. He told my friend, he said, we are not magicians. Let me show you that God knows your plan ahead of time. He said, before the night, we will know what must have happened. He said, something must have happened. He said, God will explain it. About evening, a woman called, a very wealthy man. He said that, did you see the money I sent to you? That in the morning when I woke up, God put it in my heart to send you money. As they were in the shopping mall and he was making that faith declaration, that was when the woman paid the money in. When the thing declined the fall, the money was here to reflect. He reflected shortly after that. He reflected shortly after that. You know, God knows where you are going to be tomorrow. And he can arrange ahead of you. I am saying to people, what saints need now to walk in this glorious robe that Christ has provided is that live in the scriptures. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Can you begin your day like that? The scripture is not for reading only. Reading is the beginning. The end is for saying. He said, he has said, I will neither leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 30, so that you can say. He has said, so that you can say. He has said, so that you can say. Everything God has said is so that you can say. Hallelujah. He has said, in my name, they shall cast out demons. You will not experience it. You begin to say that. Anywhere I show up, demons jet out. Start saying, agree with what Jesus has said. Is the starting point. Hallelujah. Signs and wonders are operating in my life. You begin that way. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lift up your hand on your seat. I just bless the name of the Lord. I've got to stop. I am the life of God. You know, it's not yet evening. Yet I see, I see yokes disappearing.
I see light shining in people's life. I see a new direction, fresh vision. I see an empowerment from above. I see grace, grace like never before. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Likoskala hastala by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I speak to those who are marked. There is something on you that repels favor. There's something on you. Now I'm being led like I did last week again. Those who are watching me or somebody listening to me, there is something that makes you look unattractive to people as a lady. There is something that blocks good things from coming. In the name of, it's not your look. It's not your physical look. It's not, it's deeper than that. You look better than men who are married. It's not about the look. The Bible says in Christ, the veil is taken off. He said, when it shall come to the Lord, the veil shall be removed. I command every veil in the name that is above every name. If anybody's goodness is veiled, any veil, it is torn in the name of Jesus Christ. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, I feel like going on to pray, but I want to stop. Let's wait till evening. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Shall we rise? Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just see after me say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. 